You are listening to the After the Stork podcast, Infant and Toddler Sleep with Megan Robert, episode six. In this episode, I cover different options to help your child adjust to the time change that's coming up this spring on March 14th, when daylight saving time begins. I also provide a freebie to help guide you in figuring out how to adjust your child's schedule based on the option you choose. Welcome to the After the Stork podcast, Infant and Toddler Sleep with Megan Robert. That's me, creator and host. If you have an infant or toddler and sleep is a priority for your family, if you want to create healthy sleep habits and a strong and safe sleep foundation for your little one, if you desire a predictable schedule that permits time for things like self-care, date nights, and planned outings, If you need your bed back or want your child sleeping in their own sleep space and desire to follow safe sleep guidelines, if you crave an overall well-rested and thriving family, well, you've come to the right place. As an infant and toddler sleep consultant, I built this podcast to bring you all things infant and toddler sleep and sleep training so that you can have the confidence in making informed decisions that are best for your family when it comes to your child's sleep. Your child is worth it. Your family is worth it. And moms, dads, you are worth it. Now let's dive in. The start of daylight saving time is approaching. This means we spring forward an hour on the clock, losing, in quotations, an hour of sleep from Saturday, March 13th to Sunday, March 14th. Those dates are for 2021 in case anyone is listening to this past that time. For example, what is now 6.30 a.m. will become 7.30 a.m. You might be tempted to have your child sleep in on Sunday, and this might be a great option for your child. However, if you need to keep your child on the same current clock schedule, you will want to consider how you plan to help your child adjust to this new time. This is the easier time changes of the two because you are going to actually wake your child earlier rather than trying to get them to sleep in later. We can wake our children, but we can't make them sleep. In this episode, I'm going to talk about four different options to help your child adjust to the time change. For older children, this might not matter much. They can adjust pretty well, especially if they are already a well-rested child. However, younger children or children who are overtired have a hard time adjusting to such a drastic schedule change. An hour doesn't seem like much to us, but for a child who's napping throughout the day, an hour can be a huge difference. So we're going to go over some guidelines for how you can help your child adjust to this change. Perhaps your child has been waking early in the morning and you actually want them to wake later. I know several of you are like, yes, please let them sleep past 6 a.m. Well, if this is your child, then springing forward in time can be used to your advantage. Don't make any changes leading up to that Sunday. Instead, your child's entire schedule is just going to shift forward an hour on the clock starting Sunday, March 14th. You will need to shift nap time, bedtime, and meals. This will help you keep a similar schedule, but just later into the day. Keep in mind that your child's duration of wake time and sleep time will not change. They still will have the same highs and lows in their circadian rhythm. The only difference will be what time the clock reads. But if you are someone who needs or wants your child to stay on the same schedule once the time changes, you can help your child gradually adjust in a few ways. 
I'm going to go over four options. And with this episode, I've created a document for you that you can get for free uh, with some sample schedules and how to adjust them based on the option that you would choose from the four that I'm going to go over. You can get that document by going to the show notes. Option one, the week leading up to the end of daylight saving time, gradually move your child's entire schedule earlier, 10 to 15 minutes every day. This includes wake times, naps, bedtimes, and meals. Once you get to Sunday, the clock will have changed and you will be back on your regular schedule. For example, if you've got a child who wakes at 6.30 a.m., has one nap at 12.30 p.m., and a bedtime at 6.30 p.m., if you're making the shift by 15-minute increments, you would start Thursday, March 11th, and move the entire schedule up by 15 minutes, so earlier into the day. So instead of your child waking at 6.30, you're going to wake your child at 6.15. You'll put your child down for a nap at 12.15. Now they might not fall asleep at that earlier time, but at least you're giving the opportunity and they woke up earlier in the day to get that opportunity. You will also wake them 15 minutes earlier from their nap if they generally take a pretty good nap. Bedtime, you would move up to 6.15 p.m. So by... Resetting each day, waking your child 15 minutes earlier, you're trying to help them adjust the rest of their schedule a little bit at a time, and then by Sunday, you'll be back on that 6.30 a.m. wake time, 12.30 p.m. nap, and 6.30 p.m. bedtime. Now, again, keep in mind, you're also going to need to shift everything else that's routine for your child. So if your child normally eats lunch at 12 for a 12.30 p.m. nap, they're going to eat lunch at 11.45 for a 12.15 nap. Again, don't forget to get your guide, your freebie, to see a visual of an example schedule and how to make those shifts based on the option that you choose. In the guide, I include the most robust schedule that is out there, which would be a child who has an AM nap, PM nap, and a cat nap. So Use the schedule that I provide as a guide, but also you'll create your own based on your specific situation. Option two is very similar to option one, except you will be finishing the entire adjustment after the time change rather than on the actual date of the time change. Gradually move your child's entire schedule 10 to 15 minutes earlier per day, starting Friday before the time change with the morning wake time. You will adjust the wake time, naps, bedtime, and meals. And once you reach Sunday, you will be about halfway through the adjustment. Then you'll finish the adjustment after the time change until you're back to your child's regular schedule. Option three, the week after daylight saving time is when you will start to make that adjustment. So if you're not wanting to make adjustments prior to the time change and you kind of want to play it by ear, uh, you can make your adjustments after the time change. So you're going to gradually, again, move your child's entire schedule earlier, 10 to 15 minutes every day. This will include wake time, naps, bedtime, meals, anything that's routine. Your child will wake on Sunday an hour later on the clock, which will be your child's original biological clock. Every day, you will move the entire schedule earlier, 10 to 15 minutes, until you are back to their usual or your desired schedule. Option four, cold turkey. Just the morning of the time change, wake your child at the clock time that would normally be your child's schedule, aka you basically will be waking your child an hour earlier than they are used to waking, 
And as with all the other options, you're going to want to do that with their entire schedule, shifting, wake time, naps, bedtime meals, anything routine. This last one, the cold turkey, is a good option if you've got a child that is well-rested and you think that they will adjust pretty well and you just want to see how they do. Uh, And then if they don't do well, you can help them throughout the week kind of get back on track. And reminder that you've got a free guide to help you figure out how to adjust your child's schedule based on the option you would like to take. The link for you to download that freebie is included in the show notes. So make sure you get that freebie so you know how to help your child adjust to this time change when we are springing forward in the clock, losing an hour of sleep at night. But note that no matter what you do, unless you are just taking advantage of this time change like I first talked about. With this time change, understand that it's going to affect your child. You don't exactly know how it will affect your child, but be understanding that it might take a week or two to adjust um, an entire schedule shift by an hour. If your child is already having difficulty sleeping or doesn't adjust well to change, You might want to make the adjustments more gradually. So instead of a 15-minute increment daily, maybe do 10 or even less than that. With this, keep in mind that it's going to take you more days than I gave in the example here with four-day change. So if you're going to need uh, smaller increments, we use the 15-minute increment as an example. If you're going to do 10 minutes or 5 minutes, you'll need to adjust the number of days that you'll need in order to make this adjustment. So for example, if you're if you're going to start prior to the time change and you want your child to be back on their regular schedule by that Sunday, instead of only four days like I went over in the example, you might need five to seven days for your child. Do what you think is best and just remember that uh, if it doesn't go well or if it doesn't go as you plan, that's okay. Your child is human. You can help your child get back on track that week after. And if your child has been struggling with sleep, regardless of this time change coming up, I would highly encourage you to go listen to episode three of the podcast. It's all about the five different areas that I evaluate every time I work with a family whose child is struggling with sleep. Your child might need help with other areas than just the schedule in order to help them be better rested. And as always, remember that your child is worth it, your family is worth it, and you are worth it. Best of luck with this springtime change. Thanks for tuning in to the After the Stork podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast. By doing all of those things, you can help me to reach more families in need of guidance with their little one's sleep. And if you don't already, follow me on Facebook and Instagram using the handle afterthestork.megan. That's after the stork dot M-E-G-A-N. And if you desire support with your little one's sleep journey, you can reach out to me directly on either one of those platforms. I hope to see you there.